we see things, we see light coming to us from two different sources. We've just been looking at the things on the screen, or the wall as the case may be, and it's a reflection of what's coming out of the projector, isn't it? We see this and we kind of think of it as being here, but actually it's over there. Because there is a source of light that shines there and gives us the word that we can read the song that we can sing. We see this because it's got a bulb inside it, but we actually see the outside bit because there's a bulb somewhere else. <coughs> and the light reflects off it. We bring light in two ways. We bring light because we can reflect something of God's presence. We get the idea from Moses on the hillside and how his face takes on an appearance that the Israelites cannot stand to see as to be cloaked. We see it again at the transfiguration of Jesus how there is a brilliance about him from being in the presence of God. And so we've sang, may our faces display your likeness. We want to reflect that brilliance. But we can also shine forth ourselves because God puts the Holy Spirit into us. And from that presence of God within us, we have a light that can come out, a light that speaks of the truth. It is both of these together that is light, that is sometimes hidden and sometimes shines. We sometimes see things and others sometimes don't. Quite a number of years ago, at her birthday, I gave Emmeline a torch. You know, I buy the best gifts. I'm sure there was other presents too at the same birthday, um, but I gave her a torch. It, it, it was quite an expensive torch. It's a very bright torch. Um, it's small enough to fit in her pocket. It came with a bracket that could go on her bike so that she could use it as a bike light which was important at the time, not so important now. And, uh, you know, it was a wonderful torch. And this uh, LED lenser, um, which I had engraved with her name, laser etched, is able to shine a beam about 300 meters. You know, it is a bright, torch, although it's only this size. Very powerful. And near the front of it, it has a warning label saying, don't do this. You know, don't shine it in your eyes, don't shine it in everybody else's eyes. Or there might be damage. Last autumn, 
she lost it. It wasn't in her bag or her other bag or her other bag. <laughs> uh, she looked on the shelf next to the bed. It normally lives on the shelf next to the bed. It, it wasn't there. Uh, she looked on the bedside table. It wasn't there. She pulled out the drawer of the bedside table. It wasn't in there either. She looked high and low. It started to be a bit like uh, a different parable, you know, the woman that's lost the, the silver coin. She, she looks everywhere. Only the woman who lost the silver coin finds it. She looked. She, she went through the box that she takes things to the Beaver Scouts at Skeens Hill. She looked through the bag um, that we take on holiday with, her, uh, with us, the, the bright pink North Face duffel bag, you know, in case it had got lost in there uh, after coming back from holiday. It was nowhere. And so, at Christmas, I gave her a new torch, because I buy the best presents. And it was the updated version of the same model. I bought that model when we were back in Northampton. It must be about seven years old now, eight years old maybe, because it was some time before we moved that I bought it. And it's slightly more powerful. And it came with a pouch so that she can put it on her belt. I'm not sure that Emily never really wears a belt, but it came with a pouch that she could put it on her belt. A useful thing to do. That way it would not get lost if she was out and about. And so, uh, it, it, uh, unlike me, who tends to leave things lying a while, she decided on Boxing Day that it was time to take all her presents from the lounge upstairs. So she takes her presents upstairs and she takes her torch and she puts it on the bedside shelves and goes, oh. <laughs> oh. Luke. And one shelf higher up, there was a torch. If we're going to shine a light, one of the first rules is not to lose it. Don't lose the light that you have. I'm sure if that torch had been left switched on and if the batteries had lasted, we would have seen where that torch was, at the side of the bed. But it was off, it was black, it was shoved into a corner, hidden into the built-in bits of shelving that's either side of the bed that goes over the bed. And we didn't see it. It was there, and she, and she said, I looked there, but she didn't see it. Sometimes the lamp is hidden such that even the person looking doesn't see. And perhaps that's because the lamp doesn't always shine. In Jesus' parable about the, the lamp that's going to be put not under a bowl, not under the bed, not at the side of the bed, 
but on a lampstand. It's most likely an oil lamp, which has got to be lit and will be well seen. Obviously, deliberately covering the lamp or deliberately putting it somewhere that it's not got to be seen, it's not got to be seen. But Jesus says, we don't do the things to it that hides it. We don't do the thing to it that might suffocate the flame. We put it in the obvious position where it is able to be seen from much further away. If we're the one holding Emmeline's torch, it shines a beam that we can see 300 metres. But if we were more than 300 metres away, we'd still see the bit of the torch that was shining. It's a bit different that way, isn't it? You can see even a small glimmer of light from quite a distance. Something like a tea light you can see from maybe about half a mile away. An oil lamp is considerably brighter. It's a number of miles you've got to see it from. Assuming, of course, no obstruction and that you've put it somewhere sensible. Or in the likes of all four of us in my family now, you've got your pair of glasses with you. You need to be able to see it. The problem is that we, we do obstruct our light. And when we occlude it, a shadow appears. If I was to stand it, even at this time when the projector's putting out a dark signal, there's still a shadow there behind. We block the light sometimes with our presence instead of reflecting the light or giving hope. There's a bit behind us that doesn't show. The light from some viewpoints is invisible. And the way we obstruct God's light in the world is not by hiding ourselves under a bowl or under the bed or on top of the bed or anywhere like that. But it's by doing things that bring darkness into the world. Darkness that, that blocks that reflection getting to us because we remove ourselves from God's presence. We don't read the word, we don't spend time in prayer, we don't sing the praise that we need to sing to him. We fail to bask in that glory. We fail to, to let ourselves be in the light. But other times we introduce things that cast a shadow. And we can think of that as the things that were in our passage this morning from 1 Corinthians 13. 
this morning we read that love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with truth. Always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. But when we fail to live with love, we do the opposite of those things, don't we? And we create a darkness that hides us. It, it brings in that sense of us dimming our lamp, of turning the dimmer switch of flicking it to a lower setting when we fail to live with love there is darkness when we think we are the top dog instead of God that ours is the only way when we dishonour when we have greed or anger or fail to forgive, then the light that we can shine is hidden. It's taken away. And it's such that it fails to stand there, shining out to others that might want to know the way. Those that are in the distance, that they're in a darkness, but they... They sense that they need something of light. When we hide the light, it impinges on that. And it hurts in the community of believers. For people start to think we're hypocrites. Maybe rightly so. That's why we're called not to put the lamp in the silly place, but to put it on the lampstand. And when we put it on the lampstand, we're told that things will become visible. Things will be seen, they will be found out. We will discover more. We'll discover more about ourselves. We'll discover more about God. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and more. Whoever has will be given more. When we start shining, our brilliance will increase. Not only will that sense of the oil of the Holy Spirit be burning brighter, 
but there'll be that transfiguration, transfigure, that's easy for me to say, isn't it? Transfiguration sense of brilliance of being in God's presence too. And so we are able to bear witness to the truth of who Jesus the Christ is by shining in a way that reflects his love, that reflects his presence and says that actually his presence is deep within us. That's what I hope we've got to do in some way in this week ahead through Holiday Club. But it is what we should be doing every week of the year, declaring that we love God and seeking others to come to know him. We might do that in some ways. We might fail at times. Whoever does not have, however, even what he has will be taken from him. When we live a life which is intended to shine forth, when we live a life that is intended to be one of love and of giving glory to God, but yet we have dimmed that presence. Uh, then there's some message here about that light actually going out. In Matthew, Jesus tells a parable about some young women, some of whom are wise, some of whom are foolish. They have light with them. They have lamps with them. And they go to seek the bridegroom. I think if you're looking for it, I think it's Matthew 25 off the top of my head. But some of them just haven't taken the oil. They've got a bit of oil in there. But not enough to shine in the darkest of night. They don't really have that fullness of spirit that they should have in their life. We are called to have a light that shines forth in all circumstances. We are called to be in that relationship such that our light continually grows brighter. To have a light that can be seen from a distance such that we will be recognised as the bride of Christ that we will be recognised as a people of love, that we will be recognised by those who know the Lord and by those who don't know the Lord. 
and they will see that we have something different. Because we have the light of God within us. We shine forth, showing his presence. So think about how you live. Think about the decisions you take. What shows you to be somebody that shines forth? And what decisions do you take that dulls the brilliance of that brightness that could shine? May we have his spirit and share his love each and every day. Amen.